the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs, a local community faith program from 100.7. The Word. We're going down to the river. This is Haim Goldman, the Watchman, and you're listening to Crosswalk on the Salem Radio Network from our studios in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I am a Jew. Those have been the words of the Jewish people for three millennia. Those are the words of the men, women, and children of Masada. Those are the words of the followers of Bar Kokhba. Those were the words of the Jews of Granada in 1066 and the Rhineland in 1096 and in Hebron in 1929. Those are the words of the Jews in Auschwitz and Treblinka. Those are the words of Daniel Pearl. Those are my words, too. They are the words of my parents, my wife, my children. On October 7th, my people, the Jewish people, were attacked, murdered, mutilated, our women raped, our children kidnapped. And this has happened millions of times before to millions of Jews. Jew hatred exists because evil exists, because there are people who have, for all of human history, hated the Jews and sought to strike at them while we have been weak who have blamed the Jews for their own problems, who have crafted complex conspiracy theories about the supposed power of Jews, who have sought to destroy the Jews. From Pharaoh to Haman, from Hitler to Hamas, the words of the Nazis are indistinguishable from the words of the Hamas charter. The chain of Jew hatred is unbroken. For two millennia since the destruction of the last Jewish dynasty in the Holy Land of Israel, those Jew haters were ascendant. No longer. That is the promise of the state of Israel. Never again. The Jews will not stand by and be murdered. We will not leave our biblical homeland. We will not surrender. We will be strong and courageous, as Joshua said 3,000 years ago. Israel is dispensable. Its presence is a miracle. Its strength a gift. Thank God for the state of Israel. There are those who say that anti-Zionism is not anti-Semitism. Tell that to the dead women and children in Sedrot. Tell that to Hamas, who proclaim in their charter, quote, Israel will exist and will continue to, to exist until Islam will obliterate it, just as it obliterated others before it. There are those who say that the Israeli-Arab conflict is a cycle of violence. Only the morally blind and obtuse could ever say such a thing. The videos of Hamas atrocities will be ingrained on the inside of your eyelids for the rest of your life, because that is what evil looks like. There are those who proclaim the complexity of it all. Those people are fools. What's worse is that they are enablers of evil, fellow travelers, and justifiers of the worst human rights violations on the planet, from targeting civilians to hiding behind them. Look into the face of evil. Do not turn away. Look it in the face. 
I know that you will. I know you will because I am a Jew and because I am an American. Americans love justice. Americans love good. Americans resonate to the books of Psalms that say, the book of Psalms that say, hate evil, those who love the Lord. Hate evil. Hate evil and fight it. Americans always have and they always will. I know we will. I am a Jew. Those aren't just the words of martyrs. They are the words of heroes. They are the words of Moses and Jonah and Esther. They are the words of the Maccabees and the IDF soldiers currently serving in Israel and Gaza, protecting their families. I am a Jew. Let me tell you what those words mean. They mean that I am a child of the people of the book, the people who brought the world Moses' message of freedom, Jeremiah's message of justice, and Isaiah's message of hope, the people who represent the root of the Judeo-Christian values of the West, the people who preserved the tradition thousands of years old stretching back to Sinai, the people of the Ten Commandments and the splitting of the Red Sea, of the Holy Temple and Abraham's one God, the people who will not be victimized again. I can't take credit for those words, although they absolutely speak my heart. They are from Ben Shapiro of the Daily Wire, and I took them because they speak my heart. But I will also say as a Messianic Jew that we are the people of Messiah Yeshua. We are, through us, God came down and dwelt as a man and showed us the only good in the world and showed us redemption, true redemption and salvation. And so I'm here in between two words, because as great as he is, Ben Shapiro does not believe in Messiah Yeshua, but I do. And so today on this program, I'm here as a Jew, as what's known as a Messianic Jew, and we're going to be discussing the situation in Israel and how we as believers must respond to evil in every form. My guest, starting in the second segment, will be Pastor Todd Hudnell, Senior Pastor of Radiant Church in Colorado Springs. He is a bold brother and a friend. And I invited him on this program today because he has taken a very public stand for Israel. But I want to be clear for both of us. Even though he loves Israel and the Jewish people, and even though I'm a Messianic Jew and a citizen of Israel myself, we are not looking at Israel through rose-colored glasses. This is not an Israel-can-do-no-wrong broadcast, as every person, and therefore every nation, does wrong. Let's be real, my brothers and sisters. But if you can truly look at the facts about Israel, both ancient and modern, if you can look at the difference between how Israel truly wants peace with its enemies while its enemies want Jews dead and the nation of Israel destroyed in the most brutal way, and that is what we have just seen, then we believe that you can walk away from this program knowing truth and how to properly navigate this horrible situation we are now in. On today's Crosswalk, Pastor Hudnall and I will be sharing about the concept of moral equivalence. We'll be sharing about the history of Israel to put the conflict into proper context, which most of the world seems to find impossible to do. 
and we will address the four major lies about modern Israel and how they are easily debunked, at least for those who have ears to hear. We hope that you... We hope that you will join us in this quest for truth and that you will also speak out. And of course, as this is Crosswalk and we are believers and this is who we are at its core, we will proclaim our eternal hope because the solution to Islamic terrorism and all evil in the world is Messiah Yeshua, Jesus. We are at war, spiritually, yes, culturally, certainly, and now literally. We didn't want it, but from the beginning, Satan forced it on us. And now I say to you in the words of Dietrich Bonhoeffer that have never been more poignant, silence in the face of evil is itself evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak. Not to act is to act. I was born in America, secular Jew, but when I became a believer half my life ago, I discovered faith, and I discovered love. And since that time, God has given me a mission, and I moved to Israel, I became a citizen, took my wife there right after we were married, and my boys, my three oldest boys, if we were still in Israel, God hadn't brought us back, would be in the IDF right now. So this is very personal for me, I guess you can tell. I look forward to you sticking around with us for this hour as Pastor Hudnall and I delve into very sensitive issues. This is difficult, but we're going to handle it, and we're going to do it by His grace and by His Spirit, and we hope that when we leave this program, you will be better equipped. You're listening to Crosswalk on the Salem Network. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. And we're talking about a believer's perspective on Israel so that you can decide what that means for you. We'll be right back with Pastor Hudnall, Senior Pastor of Radiant Church in Colorado Springs. Thank you for spending the hour with us. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk on the Salem Radio Network. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we're continuing to discuss the situation in Israel and suggesting to you a proper biblical, a proper spiritual perspective for believers. Uh, Joining me for the rest of this program is a friend of mine and a a, a pastor I really look up to because he takes a bold stand uh, and... and, um, and and he represents himself and the and the truth of the word and what's going on in this world and in such an excellent way with his congregation, Pastor Todd Hudnell of Radiant Church in Colorado Springs. Welcome to Crosswalk. Oh, thanks, Heim. Well, th- this is a, def- a difficult subject, and we've both been since um, since this happened on October seventh. You know, how do you talk about it and how do you bring it out there, especially as we know that when you try to bring truth, the enemy is always trying to twist it. And and um, and so anything that we say, because we want to speak truth and we don't want to look at Israel through rose colored glasses, we want to look at the real situation and both what's happened and, and what's to come, because we've read the end of the book and we know mm. what's coming. And so we're being very sensitive to this, but we're going to be bold. And, and so we ask for 
the Father's grace and your grace as we do this. Um, Pastor Hudnall, what, 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 what is it that you've done as a pastor as you've tried to communicate the situation in Israel to your congregation? You know, how has it been, and, and what are some of the struggles you've been through? Because we're all going through those struggles, but you're, you're someone who's brought it out to the public, so you've had to make some decisions. Please tell us about your process and how you've been doing that. I think the first thing is seeing the images of what Hamas did. Uh, we were staring evil in the face. And to act as if evil doesn't exist or it is uh, something that uh, humanity is really not capable of is insanity when you see what happened. And we could talk about it, uh, but I don't know that I want to rehearse all of the hideous mm-hmm. things that occurred. Just about anything you could do to a human being, they did uh, in the most awful ways. And um, I think seeing that was a recognition how desperately this world needs Christ, Mm. how desperately we need God to intervene in our world, because it was ghastly. And then I think the second recognition was this is not just a political issue, this is a spiritual issue. There is so much under the surface that is going on. There was no way to describe what happened other than demonic. And there's no way to describe what has happened to the history of the Jewish people and the attacks and the persecution that they've suffered other than demonic. Mm -hmm. As you stated in that first segment, from Haman to Hamas, Hamas, (laughs) Hitler Hitler in between, There's no way to describe that. I remember hearing stories of concentration camps, one where Patton, you know, went into and promptly threw up when he saw what was going on there. And um, in that particular case, uh, and it just came back to my mind, I remember reading about that. And the people who lived right next to that concentration camp um, were told they had to bury the bodies. And when they were done, uh, the mayor, the next night, he and his wife committed suicide. And they left a suicide note. And they said, we knew, but we didn't know. They knew. And, and I think we're in that situation. We can pretend like this isn't significant. We can pretend like we don't have a responsibility. But we know. And we have to stand up against evil. And we will be held accountable. We will. So we're going to be dealing with a lot of issues that that just over the decades, sort of the the Marxist ideology that has twisted everything and brought us to a point where now we're seeing anti-Semitism rising up Ah. because it's fashionable. But we have to realize that this is a long process and there are worldviews and thought processes that go into this. And so Mm -hmm. we want to help you because we're not here to tell you what to do. We're here to help you think and, mm-hmm. and, and how to know how to react. So we want to talk about moral equivalence and, and immediately, I mean, you know, you would think that, that, you know, butchered Jews would buy us a couple of days, but immediately in the news, there was moral equivalence. Well, you know, they killed the Jews, but the Jews killed them. So it's basically the same thing. And and yet when we, when we see, you know, as they've, they've said, you know, this saying for years that if, 
you know, the Jews laid, you know, if, if, if the uh, Arabs would lay down their arms, there'd be peace. And if the Jews laid down their arms, there'd be no more. Mm-hmm. Israel, because it's a bloodlust, when you have the, 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 you know, Israel, and we're going to be getting into the facts, you know, of of some of these major points, but, but you know, Israel does not seek to kill civilians. They're, mm-hmm. they're in fact, wanting them to get out, and Hamas isn't allowing them, while Hamas is is using human shields. So it's yes. been said that Hamas needs to care more about its people <laughs> mm-hmm. than about killing Jews. And that seems to be, but we know in their charter, we know in everything that they proudly did it. So so address this concept of moral equivalence and, and how you think believers can sort through the you know what the media is pushing on us. Well, moral equivalence is um is not present here. <laughs> I mean, when you see the butchery that happened mm-hmm. versus them telling people to get out of buildings, trying to protect civilians, and then Hamas purposely putting civilians in places. And taking hostages back. And taking hostages yeah. back so that um, they can have the kind of press they want. Uh, there is no moral equivalency. There's no comparison between the two. Again, I I appreciate what you said at the beginning. This is not to say that Israel is without any blame or that they've handled everything perfectly, but there is not a moral equivalency. And people talk about proportionality, right? Like immediately, I heard an example that if there was, God forbid, a shooter in a school and and they were doing things, and and then the you know they're inside with the children, and the police show up, and then they say, "Let's have a ceasefire." Right. Let's, let us people right. know the police are going to go in and either and take out the bad guys. Mm. Okay, that that is what this is, and Israel is That's trying to do it as well as they can. But um, you know, proportionality would mean Israel would go in and rape and kill and murder <laughs> and take hostages, and and so Israel is being held to the rules of war when Hamas isn't. So, you know, the situation, talk about that, you know, the, we need to pray, right? Because the, the, the situation Israel's in is almost impossible to deal with, with everyone looking. And there are those within, uh, and, you know, there are those within um, Gaza that uh, don't want this. And there are many Absolutely. Um, messianic believers there. There are, are many uh Christians, yep. Palestinian Christians there. But the reality is they voted Hamas in right. overwhelmingly, and they knew what Hamas was. They were a terrorist organization. And then you see things like uh, I saw a video of a San Francisco high school where the kids were going down the hallways and they were singing, Palestine will be free from the river to the sea, which means no more Israel. Right. We're going to completely devastate them and wipe them out. My first thought is, can you imagine being a Jewish student in that school right. or in Washington, uh, one of the universities? They had a similar sort of protest talking about killing the Jews. And I saw students coming up to faculty weeping and saying, I am a Jew. Do they want to kill me? This uh there is a rhetoric going on that is very anti-Semitic. It's dangerous. And it's very dangerous. Yeah, I've, I've never felt, you know, in Israel, at least, you know, we feel protected. But now with what's going on, it, it's getting scary, folks. And, and believe, as it always been, Jews first and then the Christians, any people of God. So Israel, the nation is on the front lines. 
But here in America, we're on the front lines, too. And so when we come back, we're going to be discussing the four big lies about Israel and confronting them with facts so that you can, too. And uh, you're listening to Crosswalk on the Salem Radio Network. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. We're talking about Israel with Pastor Todd Hudnall of Radiant Church. Please stick around because we're here to equip you for really what's what's already happening in our nation, not just in Israel. So stick around here on Crosswalk. Pastor Hudnall and I will be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk on the Salem Radio Network. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we're continuing to discuss the situation in Israel. And I'm joined this hour with by Pastor Todd Hudnall of Radiant Church in Colorado Springs. And I'll give you the website. It's radiantchurch.org. That's easy to remember. And when this program is over, I encourage you to go uh, listen to a wonderful teaching that uh, Pastor Hudnall did uh, a couple Sundays ago about Israel and standing with Israel, where he had the time to get into much more of the detail and the history than we are on today's program. But uh, in this segment, we're going to be dealing with four myths uh, about Israel, and I'm going to go through them quickly now with just a little bit of commentary and then hand it over to uh, Pastor Hudnall with some more details. These four myths, and there are more, but these are ones that we're really hearing in the media a lot, and they've gotten a hold of people, and they're just not true. One is that Israel is historically Muslim territory. Well, if you see that the land (laughs) was given through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob about 3,000 years ago, and that, uh, that, that Islam... Uh, has only been around since about the 7th century. You can do the math on that. Um, Now, as far as conquering land, if we're going to say that, you know, every piece of land in the world basically was taken in war uh, and the British mandate, which we'll get into a little bit, um, and and how the land was partitioned in recent history. Secondly, Israel is the cause of the failure of land partition in the Middle East and that it is occupied Territory. I'll let you know because I was living there in 2005 and I protested the pullout from Gaza that this land was turned back uh, to um, the Palestinians in 2005. They decided what to do with it, which started out by destroying the greenhouses and the other infrastructure. But if you really look into it, the original British mandate of a greater Israel, all of Transjordan, which is about 80% of the original land, was given to the Arabs for a Palestinian state. Why is it not that? Um, because the Jordanians murdered them and kicked them out. Thirdly, Israel expelled all Palestinian Arabs from the British mandate in Palestine. We know that many of them left and were told to leave uh, beforehand, before the war, um, so that it was easier for the Jews to be destroyed. But you know what? It seems that in every war, we tend to take more land, we tend to win, then we give it back for a peace where there is no peace, but That's another story. And then fourthly, an apartheid state. If you've ever been to Israel or studied Israel or looked at their founding documents or just walk around the streets, Mm. you know there are not separate bathrooms. They are equal in the government. But I will say, and this is something that only really Yeshua can deal with because it's a hard issue, is there bigotry? Yes. 
I mean, there's thousands of years of fighting each other and being suspect, um, but it is not institutionalized. It is not in there. And I will tell you that this might seem cliche, but some of my best friends are Arabs after they are transformed by Messiah Yeshua. We become brothers. So this is not ethnic. It's spiritual. Pastor Hudnall. Well, those are some of the major things you hear. I've been listening to some secular media and some discussion about this, and those are some of the things that come up regularly. Uh, Two of the things that just drive me crazy is when they talk about Israel as occupiers, and I keep hearing the word colonizers of the land. And yet, as you said, God gave them that land uh, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who became Israel, and the land actually goes from the Nile, this is what God promised right, them, much all bigger. the way to the Euphrates. I mean, it's a massive area. Yeah. And, and when they talk about the West Bank, that actually was Judea and Samaria. Right. So, I mean, this Not was just Israel's, Israel's land, land, but Jews, the, Ju- the land of the, the tribe of Judah. The land of the Jews. Yeah. And uh, Israel and the Jewish people, they uh, only have one-sixth of one percent of the land in the Middle East. The Arabs control 99 and 5-6% of the land, and yet that's not good enough. They want all of it. They want the rest of it, and they're determined to get it. And there's also a narrative that Jerusalem belongs to Muslims, but Muhammad never even ever visited Jerusalem, and Islam didn't arrive there until 2,600 years after Abraham, 1,600 years after David had made Jerusalem, his capital, and the Dome of the Rock that's there that, you know, is so apparent. It's a beautiful building, but it wasn't built until 687 AD, over 600 years after the temple in Jerusalem was destroyed by the Romans. So this is uh, nonsense. (laughs) I mean, I guess you just look at the timeline, but if you look at the fact that God gave a to them, and they were there. They're even denying that Israel had been there in the past. Mm-hmm. But to tell Dan, they found uh, historical facts that Israel was there and had been there, and it's really undeniable. But, but we need to understand that we're dealing with people who say that Hamas did not attack civilians on October 7th. We're dealing right. with people who, even after it's been proven that an errant Islamic Jihad missile landed in a parking lot, killing between 10 and 50 people, that this word that Israel targeted a hospital, destroyed it, and killed 500, is still in the news, even though the news outlets and the U.S. government have said it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. So we're dealing with people who truth is not in them. It just doesn't seem to be in them. And this, you know, so that when, if we're going to leave it to them to tell us the history— We, we have to understand that there is a huge agenda going on because they videotaped their horrific barbaric acts and then claim they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. And that's a deception. And so here's the thing, and we'll talk about it in the fourth segment, but Christ Messiah commanded us to love our enemies. <laughs> and that's so hard to do. <laughs> but I have to tell you that even Israel, and even though they're, most of them do not claim Yeshua as Messiah, they still have such a history to live up to and such a respect, and they're trained so well that they are approaching what needs to be done in Gaza, what needs to be done against Hamas, what needs to be done 
with professionalism and doing as good as they can. So we want to educate you because our job isn't to be over there. Our job is over here fighting a PR and media war. So what are some other things like regarding regarding apartheid? Yeah. Todd, I mean, you've been to Israel many times. Oh, yeah. And in fact, I was headed to Israel in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> but of course, that trip was canceled. Thankfully, we weren't there when all of this went down. But I think uh, as, as far as apartheid, you, you've addressed that well. Uh, there are even, you know, Arabs serving in the military over there. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there is not an apartheid state. There's nothing anywhere like that other than in the Arab areas. There, I'd have to say, yeah, there is apartheid in those areas. Because Jews can't be- live there. Because They'll Jews be can't live there. Uh, also, I think it's interesting to realize that Gaza has is a horrible place. I, w- I would hate to live in Gaza. But the reason isn't Israel, it's Hamas that... Israel turned that land over to them to control it. And I've been looking into some of the facts. They say 1,200 flatbed trucks a day are allowed to bring food and supplies in there, but Hamas only allows 400 a day. And the reason is because they want to keep the population hungry and angry and desperate and dependent upon them. Uh, I love what the fourth prime minister of Israel, Goldai Meir, said. She said, we can forgive the Arabs for killing our children. Mm-hmm. We cannot forgive them for forcing us to kill their children. Mm-hmm. We'll only have peace with the Arabs when they love their children more than they hate us. Yeah. And, and we all know the Hamas charter. It says there is no solution for the Palestinian question except through jihad. Initiative, proposals, international conferences are all a waste of time and vain endeavors. So Israel has tried multiple times to try to give peace through land, but there's no way to do that when the other side just wants to wipe you out. Absolutely. Well, when we come back, we'll be talking about the real solution to all of this Messiah Yeshua, Jesus, and how we can bring that into this lost and hurting and confused world that is now at war. You're listening to Crosswalk on the Salem Radio Network. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman. We're talking about Israel and the situation there with Pastor Todd Hudnall of Radiant Church. Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7. The Word. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and we're continuing to discuss the situation in Israel from a believer's perspective. And I'm joined through this whole hour by Pastor Todd Hudnall of Radiant Church in Colorado Springs. Well, Todd, we know the problem, but you know what? We know the answer. The answer to Islamic terrorism, to all even in the world, is a transformed heart Redemption through the blood of the Lamb, Messiah Yeshua. Mm. So we're going to be spending this final segment, you know, outside of the news, because things may go bad in Israel. They might not have victory right now. You know, there's everybody wants to be, see the return of Messiah, but there's that inconvenient part <laughs> in the book that none of us want to go through. But we all want to see Messiah <laughs> return, and it doesn't all go well for Israel throughout, but in the end, it does. And so... Let's hold on to our eternal hope so this doesn't freak us out, so we don't lose it, so we don't get caught up in the headlines, and we don't think that messaging for Israel is the uh, the, the the solution here. What we need to do is message for the God of Israel and for the Messiah of Israel. 
And I think it's a great opportunity because people are searching right now for answers and they're looking for solutions to the problem. And as you said, the ultimate solution is found in Jesus Christ. But at the same time, I do think that um, we've got to come to grips with the spiritual aspect of this and how important prayer is right now. I think every believer, and and let me say this, Haim, the Christian church has a bad history with Israel. For so many hundreds of years, there have been Christians that have been really despicable in the area of dealing with Israel, including men like Martin Luther, who uh, probably, when he was a little intoxicated, made some statements that have been requoted and were even used by Hitler, Hitler right. uh, that led to some of the atrocities committed against the Jews during the Holocaust. Uh, I also know that uh, there were things done during the Crusades, and a lot of it, I think, has to do with replacement theology, mm-hmm. that somehow the church has replaced Israel and God is done with Israel, where the Bible reaffirms again and again that God has a plan for Israel, and even that all of Israel will be saved, which is an amazing statement. And the church is grafted into this That's river. right. And that's our, I mean, our Messiah right. is, was a Jewish man. <laughs> So I I do think that we need to understand that. But in recent years, I've seen such a change. Last time we were in Israel, our bus driver just started weeping. And he said, I cannot believe how much you Christians love Israel and love and care about the Jewish people. And we should. And we have a responsibility to do that in prayer. And, and I think even, as you said, in messaging. I know on my Facebook site, this is just a little thing, but I have a Star of David on there right now for my profile, uh, just to say I stand with Israel, and I think the church needs to stand with Israel during this time, not to say everything they do is perfect, but we have a responsibility to those who, through whom came the gospel and came the Messiah, and came most of our Old Testament and New Testament. So... You know, we have a situation in this country, Israel was invaded, but we've been being invaded. We have an open border here even before that happened. Um, And even uh, Donald Trump uh, in the news today said something that I've been saying for a long time because I lived in Israel. I was almost killed in a a suicide bombing that it's very easy to hit soft targets. It's very easy to to bring terrorism. and, And America is not prepared. In Israel, there's a resolve that's come over 75 years, over 3,000 mm-hmm. years, of we don't let terrorism affect us because that mm-hmm. fear, that shutting yes. down, um, they've already won because you stay home and you're scared. I mean, even for me, honestly, to go on the air and say I'm a Jew, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's getting scary. I never experienced that in my lifetime, but it's here. Um, what what can we do here in the Pikes Peak region to prepare ourselves for ministering during this dark time and also to have this resolve that's mm-hmm. going to be necessary for for not just Israel, that's the front lines, for what seemingly is coming right at us here is here already, the war that we're in already. Well, I saw today on the internet in 2021, federal law enforcement caught 23 suspected terrorists crossing the southern border. Th- those are just the ones that they knew for right, sure. Right. And so there are uh, sleeper cells in our country. Mm-hmm. There's no question about it. And I think All of us need to be aware, more aware than usual, and uh, recognize the dangers and the potential issues with that. I think churches need to be aware. I think every church should uh, have some kind of security where they are are watching out for this kind of thing. And at the same time, not become gripped with fear over it, because we have a sovereign God who is 
still very much in control and very much at work in these situations. But it leads to more trust, more dependence, and uh, more reliance on him. And and more, uh, you know, immediacy of things. We take things for granted, oh, just yes. like the time time with Boy, our good. with our children and and with each other, and really being the church. You know, we 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 don't realize how good we have it until things are threatened. But when you hear and see what happened in Israel, you know, I was you know at my house the other day and just thought, you know, what if someone you know just terrorists just start walking across the lawn and you know what the what the last hour or two of the lives of these people who were hiding out in their safe rooms and and everything was it was a horror and so we really should appreciate what we have and we should thank the father for what we have but i i want to we have about two minutes left i what let's uh let's offer up a prayer for yeah. our region I mean, you are a pastor. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> and I, th- so, I think and something so, else, Heim, yeah. that I just want to quickly okay. point out. I think that we need to stand up for Jewish people and for the nation of Israel. We Thank need you. to learn from history. We need to learn from the past. Uh, we think we wouldn't have been part of what happened in Nazi right, Germany. So if you ever wondered what you'd be yes. doing during the Holocaust, hello. What are you here doing you are, right yeah, now? You're, you're here now. Yes. Well, let's let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so grateful that you have placed us in this time for a reason. Much like Esther, that was called to be in the kingdom for such a time as she was in, we're called to be here at such a time as this, that we would make a stand for the Jewish people, that we would make a stand for the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ, and that we would be difference makers in our culture. The Father, we would bring peace in the middle of turmoil we would bring life in the middle of a death culture and that we would make a stand for the Jewish people and we would make a bold proclamation of the gospel and the hope that is ours in Jesus Christ. So, Father, I pray pay for peace and boldness and courage and wisdom for every person listening to us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you. Pastor Hudnall, thank, well, thank, thank you, you for, for the stand that you're taking. This is a long game, folks. This is a long game. Things are things are already turning, but let's let's stay sober. Let's not allow the fear to come in, but think about where we are right now as a nation and as a world, and what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, I'm here in the United States. I'm not in Israel. I'm here. He put me here. He put you here for such a time as this. What are you to be doing at this time? Because, again, not to speak is to speak, and not to act is to act. Thank you, Pastor Hudnall, for uh, for sharing with us here on Crosswalk today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I'm Chaim Goldman, the Watchman, and you've been listening to Crosswalk on the Salem Radio Network. Now get out there, my brothers and sisters, make an impact for the kingdom, including praying for Israel, the Palestinian people, and our country, the United States, in this time of war, for such a time as this. Shalom. Point seven. The word. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.